Welcome to Two Guys Talking Youth Ministry Podcast, a podcast all about youth ministry culture, leadership, and strategy, led by two local youth pastors, along with other youth leaders from around the country. Now here's your hosts, Matt Willingham and John Kilowatt. What is up, everybody? We are coming at you with Two Guys Talking Youth Ministry. We're here, Two Guys. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to be your hype man today. <laughs> Mama. <laughs> yeah, we'll do it up today. Hey, man, we are here. It is episode 31. 31. Reggie Miller coming at you. Reggie Miller is coming at you today in yep. honor of the Indiana Pacers. Yeah, God rest Reggie his Miller, souls. God bless him. God rest his soul. And he's alive. Yeah, oh, you're right. Okay. Hey, episode 31 is here. Before we jump in today, we're pretty excited. Really for the, excited. The topic that we have for you. Yeah, but give it to him. Oh, PJ, don't give no, it to him before, yet. Before, man, number one, Yeah. I guess number one. I'm going to rant. Real no, don't quick. rant. Don't Can do I that rant today. about Apple? No, you cannot. No, Bro, you will not rant about cold, Apple. Just cold, hard money. No. I work hard listen, for my money, and they listen. take it. First of all, what we yeah. need to do, first of all, I want to say thanks for checking us out today. Make sure you like the episode. Give us a little review, rate it, yeah. share it. I shouldn't talk smack Tell about the, Apple. Other people, no, yeah, we're on a Apple's. podcast. That's terrible. I love Apple. And then, uh, and then also, if you have any questions, if you want to connect with us, the best way to do that. PJ is John at EssentialCoaching.us and Matt at EssentialCoaching.us. If you cannot tell, John is a little salty today, so we're going to try to get through today. this episode um, in a timely manner without John be being upset. Right you know, the listen, corner. that's what the second thing is. It's Thanksgiving week, John. You should be grateful. You should be happy. I Matter of fact, be. just to put you in a better mood, give me three things you're thankful for right now. <laughs> Come on, you put me yeah, on the I'm spot. Yeah, put you on the spot right now. To adjust your attitude I'm, I'm grateful, for our podcast. I'm grateful for you, Matt. Oh, you know You're a good friend. You're <laughs> always putting me in chat. Thanks, man. I'm thankful for. Uh, I'm thankful for really? my family. I was like, Come I'll on. give my family. <laughs> give my right. family a shout out. There you go. Give your family a shout out. I guess out. I'm thankful for. Uh, I'm thankful for that that flag out there. That flag out the window of our office. That is a nice flag. Celebrating yeah. 70. Well, I yeah. like it. I like it. So is that good enough for you? That's good, man. Just want to adjust your perspective th- this today So before we get into our podcast. So, hey, want to welcome you. Thanks for hanging out with us today over the next few minutes. Um, we're about to be releasing. We're going to be – we're actually a little surprised. We've got a lot of uh, podcasts in the hopper yeah. that we've been waiting on on purpose. Like so today that. we're releasing one or releasing one when you hear this. And then we're actually within the next coming weeks – uh, we're going to be releasing quite a few be. episodes. Well, I would consider an onslaught of episodes. It won't be an onslaught. It won't be that many, but yeah. it will be It will be quite a you few episodes. You know what? Just to quench your uh, your holiday traveling, you can just it can be like a marathon, a, mar- of, uh, a marathon of two guys talking who ministry. Do, who doesn't want to hear a marathon of two guys talking youth ministry other than myself? I would never want to hear that. But no. today, here we are. Today, we are here, though. Let's get into our episode. Episode yeah. 31 today. We're going to talk about, and, and this is something, John, we, we get asked a lot about about this, and this is probably we spend most of our discussions a lot of times with people. Um, matter yeah. of fact, we just had a senior pastor hit us up about two weeks ago and was asking us about their youth ministry and, and was asking some questions, hey, yeah. what can we do, or, or this is what we're thinking about, and, uh, and got some opportunities to network with him. And, and this is kind of the automatic vein that we – that we talk about this, you know, we've, we've spent some time, we've talked about, um, like defining your culture. We've talked about that before. Uh, we've talked about, uh, like the small groups, like, you know, that those are the kind of things that kind of all summon to what we're going to be talking about today. And today's podcast, we want to talk about, 
process over program. Right. Process over program. Now, I'm going to kick it to you so we can start talking about this, PJ. When I say the word program, like what immediately comes to your mind or what do you think comes to people's minds out there, these the ladies and gentlemen's that are listening today. When I say the word program, what do you think of your your service? Right? Your service, yeah, yeah like absolutely. your whether your your week your your every week service, I guess. Right, right, yep, absolutely. Your service, uh, the, the service outreach. that you do for your outreach, yeah, the service that you do for uh, your small groups, the yeah. service, right, all of all of that stuff, and and I guess is 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 your program is it important? It is important, right? Your program, yeah. I mean, like you gave me a look right now, like you gave me that side eye. Like (laughs) I would say, like yeah. I mean, your program is important. Like it's not something that you don't like. Everybody, if it wasn't important, we would scrap it. Like if if it was something that was a waste of time. Yeah, your program, our program, everybody's program, it's important. But our, we would venture to say that it's not the most important. Right. Absolutely. It's a huge element, but not what should be cons- the effort, the energy, the thought process. If it's all going towards your program and nothing else, mm-hmm. I think we're missing it. Yeah. And so in the con- for in the context of our discussion today, when we say the word program, I just want to lay out the parameters for everyone who's listening. When we say the word program today, what we're talking about is specifically that designated time for your youth service, whether yeah. that's a Thursday night, whether that's a Wednesday night, whether that's a Sunday night, whether yeah. that's a Monday afternoon. I don't uh, know when, yeah. you, when, your, when your program happens. And it's but. not even just it's not even youth service. I right. think that this is something that we can sit back and when we when we sit down as the church <laughs> as the church in general uh, here at our home campus, uh, when we talk about stuff for our multiple campuses, we will sit down and we will talk about yes, we will talk about what happens on Sunday mornings. But then we also need to spend a, a lot of time talking about the lead up to the Sunday morning. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So when when we when we talk about program again, John, you said it earlier, programs, ha- having a decent program is 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 very important. Right. right? Absolutely. I think you, we need to put effort and energy into that moment, whatever it is, whether it's a youth service, whether it's a Sunday service. I mean. Effort, energy, emotion, passion, prayer, they all need to go into that moment because, again, that is the time that we've got people right there in our influence. we got people right, right there listening uh, to God's word. Uh, we got people right there in the altars. we got people right there being led into a time of worship. So don't get me wrong. Like that, like effort and energy— have to go into that if we're just if we're just coasting through that moment mm-hmm. that hour that hour and a half that two hours we're we're not we're not utilizing the time that god's given us right right so there has to be energy yeah. that goes into it so there has to be something good you can have the best process in the world that's what yep. we're going to talk about today you can have the best process in the world but if your program is just not that it, great at yeah. all right if, if it's just a flop yeah. you're gonna you're gonna see some difficulties so basically, that's what that's what we're talking about today. People ask us all the time, and a lot of the times, John, when people start asking us questions, yeah, they immediately and I know we've done the same when we start picking somebody's brain. Yeah, they immediately start asking questions in particular about the program. The program. What does your youth night look like? How do yeah. y'all do announcements? Uh, yeah. Well, how do y'all do worship? Uh, how long do you preach? Yeah. Um, what does your sign in look like? Yeah. Right. All of the, all of that that's stuff, right. which is part of of the program. But I think, like you said, John, a lot of times in youth ministry, again, still the studies are out that uh, I believe it's over over 75 percent of students. Right. When it comes to looking for a youth ministry, they're not looking for 
the best communicator. They're not looking for the most exciting right. worship team. They're not looking for the biggest and latest lighting technology. Right. They're looking for a place, right, that they can fit in yep. and be themselves and feel like they can connect with other people. Right. That's what students are looking right. for. And I think that even – I think if they was to probably – do the study in 2018, I think even the st- stats would be even overwhelmingly, right. even a lot higher than that. Right. That, again, not downplaying your program. Like It's important. And, th- and there are times that we'll probably come back, and we've talked to other people too. How do you make announcements better? How do you make your sermons more uh, interactive or more engaging? How do you do uh, a, um, an engaging author response time? Yeah. How do you, you know, we could talk about all of them things. So, to, But for today, uh, I kind of want us to shift our focus and our attention not just on the program, but what does your process look like in youth ministry? Right. Um, because, again, I know we've shared this stat, uh, and I forget what episode it was. We was on a podcast. But, again, I'll, I'll give it again. If a student comes to your high school, right, your high school ministry, and, and, again, I know a lot of youth ministries are junior high through senior high, but let's just take ninth through 12th grade just for sake of conversation. Um, if a student comes for your youth ministry, ninth through 12th grade, right, never misses a week, you never have to cancel, and so they 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 come to your program right for, um, every week. That's fifty two weeks a year for four years. You still only influence about four and a half days of their life. Yeah. So that again brings us back to to the concept that like, yes, program is important. We want it high energy. We want it uh, high impact. But it's got to be something more than just program if we're wanting to build a sustainable, growing youth ministry. Right. Um, which takes us to the process. Right? right. I like and I know this is a word particularly that a lot of people use now. Uh, I'm a big Alabama football fan. Right. I mean, I'm not going to say he started it, but at the same time, Nick Saban started the process. Everybody started calling the process once Nick Saban started talking about it. Why you look so why, why you look so defeated right now that I'm saying that I just keep going. No, I'm saying you, you act like like that's not a, a true statement, John, like Nick Saban started. The process, like, okay. what does your process look like? Okay. Listen, just because you're a Notre Dame fan doesn't mean you gotta be upset I'll about this going, right man. now. Listen, I hope, man. Don't <laughs> even get me started. I hope Alabama plays Notre Dame again this year. I hope so too. Yeah, it'd be a good game for <laughs> Alabama to win. So, but Nick Saban started you just the process. You just made it public. What? It's recorded throughout all time now. Well, listen, take it to the bank. All right, let Aww. me just put this on pause now. Take it to the bank. I'm going to Notre Dame again this year. Number one, I'm going to be in Roll Tide Crimson gear uh-huh. all day, uh-huh. and Alabama will again destroy them. Okay. okay. Don't even bring up national championship game for a couple years ago. <laughs> all right, give me back on – don't do that. Give me back on track. So what does the process look like in our youth ministry, in our ministry context? There's a couple things that we're, we're going to give you. And then – so here, here's the first thing I will say about our process is does it utilize time, right? Yeah. Does it, does it utilize time? And, right. and John, you might have – I know you have a couple more that you might want yeah. to add about the process too, so we'll just kind of yeah. go back and forth. Does it utilize time? Mm-hmm. What I mean by that is, John, is, again, going back to the stat that I just gave you, think of all of the hours in the week that we have in youth ministry. In right. Ministry in general, right? You can even put this in the church context. And this has even been a conversation that we've been having even in our staff as a church is outside of a Sunday morning experience, outside of a youth ministry experience. Think of all of the other hours in the week that there is time to connect. There is time to uh, there is time to disciple. There is time to 
um, you fill in the blank, connect, disciple, uh, uh, take people out, um, um, make sure they're connecting to other people, get them in a small group, move them along to Christ's life. There's right. a lot of other hours outside of the week, outside of our program, that if we don't have a good process, right, and that's what we're talking about today, process over program. Programming is part of your process, but process must be the big thing. Is there time in the week that you're utilizing that that is also moving them along, which kind of goes to the second right. one already, but that's basically moving them along their journey? Like, for example, John, give me a couple of things that you would say as part of your, of your process that helps students connect to your youth ministry, that helps students connect to the church, uh, to the kingdom, all of those things. Like, what's some things that would look like? would this play out in your life? Uh, like for us, I, I would like to say part of our process is making sure a student is connected with making sure a student is connected with a few different people. I, a part of our process is making sure um, if we get a new student, that they're tied to a person and not just a service. If that okay, makes sense, right, I don't. It. I don't want to. I don't want to go back two weeks later and say that Joe. Uh, came and his first time was um, at this particular service, like in our database, as as we're trying to do follow up. I want to make sure that I'm able to say Joe was at this service and he connected with so and so. That way, it. I can go backwards and say, hey, you know, if I'm talking about a leader, if I'm talking about another student, uh-huh. I'm able to I'm able to connect not just with a person, but with a moment with with a relationship, and I've got somebody relationally tied in, and then that also will help out with follow up. Right. You know, as I'm as I'm talking about follow up, whether I'm talking to that first time guest or that person, that student, I'm able to connect the dots relationally. I'm able to maybe pull some information out of that out of that relationship that we connected, whether it be a student or a leader. I'm able to get some part of the process is it's never just a person on a date, but it's a person with a relationship that we were able to cultivate. That's good. I like that. So making sure part of the process for you is making sure that they're connecting. Yeah. Again, not to just the program, the right. night, or even the youth pastor, the night. Right. But okay, what leader did they connect to? Yeah. What student did they connect to yeah. tonight? That's and, and again, and the, the context that that fits into is like then think of yeah. they're not just here for an hour and a half on a Wednesday right. or Thursday, and then we don't yeah. see them again. But on Friday they've been followed up. They've been yeah. connected with by an adult leader. They yeah. uh, got connected with. Um, Johnny, who goes to their school, right. they're going to see them in the hallway. So now you're starting to utilize yep. other times throughout the week, other yep. than just that hour and a half, two hours that they were here on your program, right. that you've utilized other times. That's, that's, go ahead. Well, yeah, I was going to say, because some of the criteria that I guess I know a lot of us, we do it without even thinking. But I think the whole mindset is, is we've got to make this a part of our thought process. Right. Whenever I try to connect a student with somebody, I look at age, I look at location and I look at interest. So you want to time to somebody that's close to their age. You right. want to time with somebody you think might have the same interest. For instance, I'm not going to take a gamer um, and I'm not going to connect them with a jock. Although, okay. you know, like they might have yeah, some yeah, interest, yeah. you know, just as an example, yeah. I want to find somebody that's close to their age. I want to find somebody that has similar interests right. based off of maybe some minimal information I've gotten from them. I want to find out the location. Yeah. Uh, we pull, and that's just something that's, from our area, we've got several different schools in a large in a large radius of our of our of our campus that we do youth ministry at. So there could be somebody from a school that is five minutes from our church, 
And then we might have somebody that is from a school that's 45 minutes from our church. I want to make sure relationships that I start off with will be close and they'll be they'll be they'll be beneficial to yeah. each other. No, they'll be able to pull information. So age, location, interest. Yeah, no, I like that. Age, location, and interest. And I think what you just said on location is really good because, like you said, you're you're putting somebody that they're going to hopefully interact with more, see right. more, yeah, like those kind of things. And I think in the context too, you know, you might say. Oh man, well we only pull from two schools or three schools, yeah. or just even. Or hey man, I just got one main school. Yeah, it's to even challenge yourself and look at even location, like demographic wise, as far as like where they live, neighborhoods, like, right? You know, hey, maybe they live. Oh wow, they actually live in this same neighborhood, four down. Four, yep. You know, doors down from this family. Or right. They live in this neighborhood with yep. just like three minutes from that neighborhood. Right. You know, looking. That's really good that you pointed it out. I like that. And so you looking, go yeah. ahead. I was to say, and you do that. Because again, it's all about the process. Right. It's all about it's all about how do I follow up with this person? What are some things? What's some information I gathered? And then what do I do with that information? Yeah. Information's useless unless you have a plan for it. Yeah. And so that what I guess would lead into the whole concept is what are you doing with that with that information? Yeah. That's good. So, that's I like that. Information is useless unless you got a plan for it. That's really good. I like that. So does the process that you're using using does it utilize time? And when I say time, time throughout the week, time of your leaders, time of your students. The second one I would have is does it move people along their journey? Right. right? And I think yeah. this is a two-part journey. Number one, the most important is does it move people along the journey in their faith? Right. Right. And then does it move people along their journey um, of, of connecting to your youth group, connecting right. to your church, connecting yeah. to your ministry? Does it move people along? Because you just hit on something good, John. Like, we, we can have a kicktail program. They yep. can come. Our students bring friends. and But if we don't have a process of what we're going to do with them once they're there, right? We've, we've created nothing more than just a big hype night a week, and yep. then, like, nothing happens. And, yeah, they might yep. stick. They may not stick. So, right. so unpack this with us a little bit. Does it move people along like their journey. What what does that look like for you in your context of that process? Uh, and let's talk first. Like, does it move people along the journey? Because you hit pretty good about connecting to the ministry yeah. earlier and how you connect them to people. But does it move people along their journey and their faith? What does that look like a little bit in, in your context? In our context and and what we do here, especially you know, focus. My focus is will be a big t big part on middle school. Is uh, again, it's small groups. So when it comes to that process, how do how are we going to move people along uh, as far as their faith is it's it's letting them know like man uh, we're going to really unpack what this Christ life looks like, and that's going to happen not just when you're sitting there during a service, but it's going to happen when we have conversations and we do life together in small groups. Yeah. And again, it, it ties in with the relationships, but a big part of what we're trying to do when it comes to navigating through this faith, faith walk, and again, for middle school, a lot of it's the basics. It really is. It's, yeah. it's you know— how do we how do we how do we amp up our prayer life? How do we create a prayer life? Yeah. How do we how do we open this Bible? How do yeah. we read it? A lot of that stuff is going to happen in small groups. There's a difference between me um, talking about it and then we pray about it together in the altar. But this is how do I get how do I get this student from from sitting in this row on a Sunday to being a part of a small group that happens on an off night? Or on our designated small group night, and so that's part of the that's part of the process as well. Is is what do I got to do to make sure that that happens to get these kids connected to to where they can grow in their faith? Yeah, 
I like that. So so moving them forward, and I'll even say again for uh, they they kind of if I can piggyback to the program thing and talk about the process of, of does it move them along their journey and their faith. I think a lot of times we can even get caught in the trap of our when it comes to our program night that we want to make our messages so. Um, I don't want to use the word fluffy because I don't I don't yeah. think we do that. But we want to make our messages so socially attractive. Yeah. I guess maybe that's the word I look. Yeah. Can I use that word? Maybe sure. I'll use that word because we were just talking about this earlier yeah. this week, John. We want to make our messages look socially attractive. That we we know John from experience that like real discipleship, you know, it's definitely not going to happen just in in rows. You know, one of our mentors she says that discipleship happens in circles, not in rows. So we know there's not enough messages that we can preach to, right? But we but we want to be able to use that time again. Mm-hmm. We got to think process, not programs. We want to do something more than just man. This is going to be a cool sermon with a cool illustration that our students leave and it, and it didn't hit them in their needs. For example, yeah. we just talked about this the other uh, the other day. Is ten twelve years ago, it seemed like every week in our sermon and uh, in our sermons at some point, suicide cutting depression yeah. was like being hit on right again just culturally where we were was just be, being again it wasn't a sermon on depression or suicide every week but at some point that was being referenced to right because again we always thought process like what is it that they're going through right now what yeah. can we help move them along their journey and right yeah. now and today in 2018 I, I would say to all of us who are listening that that at, at some point we're not hitting on the identity issues that our students are facing. Now, mm-hmm. it's more than just sexual identity, but that is a huge part of it. Yeah. But if we're not hitting on the identity issues at some point in every message, yeah. like if that's not, I'm not saying you got to get on a soapbox and yeah. like pound the Bible every week about the identities, about the identity issues that everyone is facing. But at some point, at, at some point we're not, we're not in, in, in our, uh, what's the word I'm looking for here? Come on, help me out, John. Intertwining? No, no, yeah. no. That's not it. Is that it? Well, yeah. Interweaving? Yeah. Is that it? At some point, if we're not weaving in some of those, yeah. you know, it might be 60 seconds. It might be a two-minute. It might yeah. be, uh, you know, something of a sub-point. Then, then we're not helping our students move along, yeah. like, in their journey on that because that is a huge question that people are facing. Right. Right? That's th- and you I mean, you said it. Part of, part of our process right now is how, you know, how can we make sure that things that are – Things that are a big deal in today's culture are things that we're grappling with yeah. and we're talking about, not just from the pulpit, but but in small groups. Right. Um, and like you said, if that's not a part of our process is trying to figure out what message is going to be relevant uh-huh. uh, to the needs, then we've got to we've got to we got to look at what like what we're doing and what we're talking about, because um, we've got to know what is it that God wants these students to know right now? Yeah, absolutely. What is it? What is it that God has in store for them? What is it that What is it that they need to hear, and not just what is it that's easy for us to talk about? Yeah. So, because and we got to understand too the, um, and I was I was trying to find a stat uh, that I know I'd wrote down, and I, and I couldn't miss misspeak on this. I'm pretty sure that the millennial generation right now that's you know that's our age people. That they're the biggest generation up to this point, American up up to our history. Right. They're they're the biggest generation that we've ever had. Yeah. Okay. They are parenting Gen Z right now. Our Gen Z is coming up after them, which yeah. lets which lets you know like Gen Z is going to be even bigger. Yeah. Gen Z is the is the is the population, and it is the generation that we are youth pastoring or soon will be youth pastoring. Right. right? 
Yeah. And so, so the the thought of man like teenagers aren't there or teenagers don't 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 want to know. It, it's not so much a programming issue as it is what we're talking about a process issue that we have to look at it and say like are are we talking about some tough issues that right that they need to hear about because they are out there like yeah numerous students are out there but it's not going to be just like more hype or it's not going to be more lights or it's not going to be nothing like that that's going to draw them in but am i answering the questions in the processes that we're in the discipleship that we're in am i answering some of the tough questions they're asking yeah. am i willing to go back again to the word and let them know like hey here's the biblical worldview standard right of what it is we're facing and we're doing it in love we're doing it I mean, again, we could talk all – there's a whole other podcast that we could talk about uh, all the things and how you tackle that. But, but am I helping them move along in their faith journey as right. process? Because if my process is I'm just bringing them here, getting them hyped up, sending them out, yep. then we're failing them, right. failing them in, a, in a heartbeat. So um, I could get on a soapbox on that, but I won't. What, what do you – I know you got another one when it comes to thinking process over programs. What does that look like? I think that we, there's um, this is one thing we're in a podcast generation. We're in a we're in a time right now where you can get you can you can listen to podcast after podcast, listen to leadership seminar, go to conference after conference, uh-huh. and there Webinars, are do it all. Yeah, you can do it all, and there's so much good information out there. Mm-hmm. And I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to, like, and you might hear some stuff that we talk about. You might have had some podcast. Like, there's so much stuff out yep. there that's really, really, really good stuff. But it doesn't necessarily line up with the vision of the church and the youth ministry that you're in right now. Right. And so I guess my, my big thing is when we're talking and when we're looking at the process of uh-huh. what we're doing in our ministry, you have to make sure it lines up with the vision of your church. Okay. Um, it, it has to line up with everything that your that your ministry is flowing in. And again, I'm just I'm just saying like there's some stuff that needs to be foundational no matter where you're at. Get information and connect with students. Mm-hmm. Get information, connect with people that show up to your church. But there is some stuff that you've just got to find out. Does this tie in with what we're doing in our youth ministry? Right. Does it work? Right. Make sure it lines up with your vision. Part of that is know your vision. Right. And you're but, talking about the overall vision yeah. of your church, your senior pastor. Yeah, well, yeah, right? I think it's both yeah. of them. Yeah, I think it, it is. Everything, everything that we do in our in our student ministry falls under the umbrella of the vision of our church. But in the same sense, there's a lot of stuff that we have the freedom to do in our student ministry where we don't get micromanaged. We have to decide: is this is this process that we're looking at does this fall in what what we're trying to do with moving students along the line of yeah. their faith? Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of stuff to do. You don't have to do everything. Right. That's so. so good. Learning learning the power and the freedom, John, of saying no, it'll change your life. Right. Right. It, it'll yeah. change your life. Just just understanding that it's okay. And I think what you just said there is good. A lot of people don't take the time to write their vision out. And, and again, I'm not, we're not going to do a whole podcast on that and talk about, but leadership after leadership talks about writing a vision out, having a mission right. statement. Right. Again, does it line up? with your church vision does it line up with your church mission statement and understanding that because if you don't have that if that's not part of your process then there's no measuring stick to come back to right to say like okay how does this fulfill yeah. our mission right how does this process of, of our hey we want to you know our process needs to include some evangelism right so instead of just going and 
randomly going out and doing evangelism on the street or randomly right. going out to, oh, this concert or this crusade or this or that. Okay, how does, how does this process of evangelism fall back and fulfill our mission? Right. How does this process of discipleship fall back and fulfill right. our mission? How does this process of guest follow-up fulfill our right. mission? And when you start doing it that way, how does this calendar event, right? Right. And I think we even talked about this on a podcast like understanding the, your mission, your vision, it makes it so much easier. What we just said earlier makes it so much easier to say no to things. It does. Right? Yeah. And because a lot of us, we have we have leaders on our ministry team. Some of us, we work with other pastors uh, like myself and Pastor Matt. And then we got Pastor James. We got different campuses. Right. We got to sit down. We might have an idea. And then when we look at it and we say, well, where like where's this fit into what we're doing? Right. If it doesn't, I'm not offended. Yeah. Or Matt's not offended. Like, listen, it doesn't fit in with our process yeah. right now. Yeah. It's so easy to do that than to say, no, your idea sucks. Yeah. yeah. Or no, that's not us. No, yeah, we yeah. don't have time for that. Yeah. No, it's like, listen, this is this is what we do. This is this is where we're heading. Uh-huh. How does does this fit in? Convince me that it fits in. And if we can't if we can't make that decision unanimously, then it's not a part of this right now. Yeah. So And like you said, it may, it makes decision processes a lot easier. It makes yeah. even feelings. Yeah. You know, as, as silly as it is, but I know you're like, well, I never get my feelings hurt. No, we all do. We all do. You know, and it makes feelings a lot easier to not get yep. offended, even when you're in leadership meetings. Yeah. Volunteers, like we've yep. all been in the meetings that, hey, I got this yeah. idea, and, and like you said, they're good yep. ideas. They're great. Yep. You know, there's nothing wrong with the ideas. Yeah. Um, a matter of fact, I was I was I was studying the other day, and, and I wrote something down because I was preparing, like to to uh, speak. Uh, and I was uh, I was making the correlation like to like what makes a a good athlete and a great athlete. What yeah. makes like even a good Christian, you know, a great Christian. It's it's not so much about about um, about choosing between the good or the bad, mm-hmm. but like what makes a great athlete a great athlete is not that they choose you know good or bad. They choose like the better and the best. Yeah, right. You know? And I think even like in so in the Christ life, I think sometimes the enemy. Like, if the enemy can't get us to sin, he'll make us settle. Right. That's good. You know, and he'll distract us with other yep. things that are happening. And so I think coming back to the table, and I know there's a lot to unpack with this. Yeah. Today we didn't necessarily want to unpack the process of this and the yeah. process of that. And we just want to make you start thinking, like, are, do, you, yeah. do you think program or do you think process? Yeah. Because so many times we can get so focused on the program. And listen, again, hear me. Yeah. Very important. Yeah. Right. You know how to have a good message. Yeah, and and honestly, what what we have been finding the the when we start when we start being really really focused on this is when you have a good process, it gives you so much freedom in really amping up your program. Absolutely, it gives you the freedom, your process, and and why and you put and then you start to realize the only stuff that we do is important stuff, and it and it amplifies everything. Everything that we do now amplifies what we what our vision is and what we're doing moving forward. One of the things that like and just an example, just as we're sitting here talking, we stopped doing something about four years ago because we sat down and we're like, is this a benefit to what we're trying to do as we're moving kids forward right. towards uh, their Christ life and towards discipleship. But one of the things that we ended up cutting out of what we do here is lock-ins. Yeah. Lock-ins is just something that during Listen, that season... And now, I'll say this. I think yeah. lock-ins are of the devil. I think I'm they are. I right think now. that they're they a tool are. of Satan because, because <laughs> we come out of every lock-in, and if we haven't, Listen. if we have not gotten in a scream match with a kid, then... Well. then 
them you know it was just it, i don't i don't understand but like everybody's tired everybody's uh-huh. irritable they're exhausted they're hungry and yep. and, and just lock-ins are terrible but we stopped doing but in in the same sense is because during that season for, and that's not to say we'll never do them again but during that season most likely we won't <laughs> during that season we sat back and we looked listen we've done lock-ins for a year two or three lock-ins a year yeah and there was but good our, ones. Yeah, and, and we put a lot of effort and energy into them. But what we found out is we were putting a lot of effort and energy into the lock-ins that did not move them towards the vision of our ministry. And that, that energy and that effort, that thought process, that brainstorming, those leadership meetings could be directed towards something else that really catapulted our ministry in a whole different way. Yeah. So. No, I love it. I love it. Thinking process over program. Again, program's important, right? Have a good one. Yeah. But. You can you can have an okay program, yeah, and a killer process, yeah, and still succeed. Yeah, you can't have a killer program and just an okay process nope. and succeed. We've seen that in seasons of our yep. life. Absolutely, we're like, what's what's wrong? It's not that our program had changed; it's our processes had begun yep. to falter. Yeah, you know, and so the process is, and I'll say this last thing about our process is because processes make us think different. Process is, is going to have us evaluate some things different. Yeah, is is our process must not be about information, but about interpretation. Yeah, right. Gen Z, right. This is the generation that we're think about it. Gen Z, I believe it is uh, the hour that Gen Z will spend time on a screen. They spend roughly six to eight hours staring at a screen right. every day. Enough hours to equal a work week. Yeah. In a week, they spend on a screen. I don't mean on their phone. Yeah. Because I mean, always like, yeah, teenagers always on the phone. Yep. Think about it. their tablets at school, their Chromebooks, yep. phones. Yeah. They they spend so much time. Think about the 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 uh, times that they live in. There's Google. There's YouTube. There's right. There's everything under the sun that they can learn. Yeah. This is the first generation that teenagers don't need adults for information. Yeah, Think about that's that. Good. Yeah, that's they crazy. can learn anything they want to learn without yep. a single adult. Yeah, if they really wanted to. Yep. So for Gen Z, it's not about I need adults, I need leaders, I need people in my life for information. They don't need that. What they need people in our life. What we're there for is to bring about interpretation. Yeah. Right. What does this Bible mean to me now in my life? What does this biblical truth mean for me now in my life? Why yep. do I need good? Christian people in my life now. Why yep. do I need to be able to use my gifts and my talents that I have? Like, do I have gifts and talents? And if I do, why do I need to? Like, it's yeah. the interpretation. Not we can get so information driven. Like, well, the Bible says this, and you need to do that, and you need to do that, and and we we preach truths, and all of that is true, and we should preach truths. But we got to come back to the process. Is my process bringing about interpretation in their life, helping them funnel it, helping them go through yeah. it? Or is it just information? That's that's, that's where the transformation yeah. will come in right. their life. It's when you start being process driven. Yep. Listen, the one thing I love and one thing I've noticed in my own life when when I focus on the processes of our student ministry, when that when that is having a process towards evangelism, having a process laid out for discipleship, a process towards what I want our youth service to look like, a process for our our follow up. 
I've learned that when I have a set process and I put a lot of effort and energy and, and brain power into it, it makes me a lot more intentional towards some of the things in our youth ministry. Yeah. And, and to, so I'm, I'm intentionally looking at things. I'm intentionally got my eyes open towards a, a student in their life. I'm, I'm, I, my eyes are more open as yeah. long as I'm intentional about this stuff. And that's what processes do. They help us be a lot more intentional instead of just – like we've all been there. I, I believe we've all been there instead of just winging it. Instead of just winging it, so. Absolutely, and there's things. Listen, and there's things we definitely don't sit here. There's things we definitely don't just sit here and try to act like, oh man, we've got it. Like there's some processes we've been talking about, like on social media, things yeah. like that. How do we connect? You know more. There's some students that have been MIA. What's our process? How do we need to revamp? Because a lot of times too, people think I just put my process down. Boom, we go with yeah. it. Always go back, like you said, intentional thinking. Is it working? Do we need to tweak it? Yeah. Those are the things. Those are the conversations we're yeah. constantly happen, yeah. we're having. It's not, you know, we might have a conversation once every couple of months. Hey, uh, you know, what's up with our youth service? Do we need to change anything? Do we, yeah. We're constantly talking about our processes. Hey, yeah. do we need to change this? Is it working? What does it need to look like? Process yeah. over programs. Yeah. Have a good program. Yeah. But listen, you better be thinking about processes as well. Episode 31, PJ. In the books. It's in the books. We did it. In the books. Thanksgiving week. I mean, your attitude is totally shifted now by the end of the episode. <laughs> You're a lot point. more thankful. The countenance Bro. on your face is glowing now. It's you can just, see that? I can see it. I can see it. Through your beard and everything. No shave November. I can see it. I can see I'm going to shave it off tonight. No, don't do it. Don't right. do it. Hey, if they want to connect with us, listen, thanks again for listening. Make sure you like, share, leave us a review, uh, tag somebody, tell them to go check us out. PJ, yeah. tell them again. If they want to connect with us, how do they do that? John at EssentialCoaching.us and Matt at EssentialCoaching.us. There it is. Episode 31. It's see in the ya. book.